his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, this reduce lunch sports, man. Come on now. Gangsta, gangsta. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk, episode 104. I am your man's one more time back to give it to you raw and uncut. It's your boy, Desiree L. Hicks Jr. And I am not alone. <laughs> I am not alone. My guy is back in the building. Black, what's good? What's up? What's up, man? Happy to be back. This your man Black back in the building behind his mic, ready to give it to you, man. How it's supposed to be given to you. So happy to be back, man. Sitting here next to my to my partner. But yeah, ready to get into it, man. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have a lot to cover. A lot to cover today. We're going to talk a little Cam Newton today. More than once, actually. We're going to talk about uh the NBA. Of course, the week it was for the Lakers. Man, got to keep it real once again this week. We're going to talk All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk the upcoming NBA schedule. We're going to show some love to the New York Knickerbockers today. And we're also going to talk some NFL, some Russ, some Dak, some UFC, and some WWE. And then we're going to get on out of here, man. But before we get started, man, let's break the ice of the show, man. Got my mans back in the building. Now, Black, this past week, Cam Newton was on the I Am Athlete podcast on YouTube. You can get it on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music and all that. Great, great episode. Of course, I Am Athlete, Brandon Marshall, uh, Crowder, um, uh, Fred Taylor, Anocho uh, Cinco, Chad Johnson. Great, great thing that they're doing with that show there. But Cam Newton was the guest. But we're going to start off on one small debate that they were having on the show. And some things were brought up there. And it was two eras. And in these eras, you had predominantly probably the two best pure football players, uh, respectively, on these teams. Talking about none other than Florida Gators, dual thread wide receiver, running back, whatever you want to put them, Percy Harvin. Then you have from Tallahassee, Dope Campbell, Florida State University. Same deal, man. Super athlete, wide receiver, running back, punt returner, wherever you want to put him. He played Peter Warwick. So the chatter was loud all on Twitter. Our guy, Cedric Farr, our college football correspondent, chimed in and was texting me some tweets, some uh, texts, and we were going back and forth. And of course, he picked uh, Percy Harvin over Peter Warwick. So I said, all of that. To say, both guys are phenomenal. Both guys are dynamic. Both guys, anybody in the world will have them on their team. But Black, I got to know, deep down inside, who was better, in your <laughs> opinion? Peter Warwick, Percy Harvin, and Black, I know you'll know it through and through, but you got to throw that out the window, this conversation. Yeah, I know, man. Warwick, Harvin, who you going with, man? Man, it's really hard, man, because we we we've been able to see these two guys up close and personal, you know. Mm. And I'm a Percy Harvin fan. I like Percy, you know. He's one of the Gators that I have liked over the you know over the past you know decade here. So, um, 
I don't know, man. And then Peter work, man. It's 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 really tough. It's really a tough. But if you had to go, you know, <laughs> man, let's go, I don't man. No, man. <laughs> yeah, you do know. Let's go. Keep it real. Like who know, you rolling man. with? Oh man, who you rolling with? After listening to Cam and then seeing some of the things that I've been able to see from from Percy Harvin. I gotta go with Percy because mere fact, the mere fact that Percy Harvey and the things that he has done on the football field is like insane. Anytime this man touched the ball, he's he's he taking it to the house and he's scoring a touchdown. He's scored a touchdown in every game he's played at Florida University. Electric. Like Cam was saying, they didn't even have they had to find a way to get this man the ball to get him a spark, man. And this dude just taking 80 yards to the house for nothing, you know, to, to help them out. But Percy was just electric. I, in my opinion, Percy brought that swag back to Florida that uh, that they were missing. And, um, yeah, man, I got to go with Percy, man. It's, 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 it's tough for me because I love Peter Warwick, but I feel like Percy was very uh, – was, was the better out of the two. Okay. Well, um, you know, everybody who's out there listening to the Sports Desk, everybody who's been, um, you know, pressing play on us every week, um, Black will be fired from the Sports Desk <laughs> after this episode. So I will be uh, looking for a brand new uh, teammate to carry on the Sports Desk through and through. Under any circumstances except one, will I ever put a gator over a knoll? And this is why... My unbiased is true here, even though I just said what I said. We're looking at two errors. Two errors. Peter Ward played in one error. Mm-hmm. Percy Harvin played in another. I'm also looking at the offenses. I'm looking at the Gators offense when uh, Harvin was there, and I'm looking at the offense when Peter Ward was there. And the reason I'm going to take Peter Ward over Percy Harvin, not negating nothing that Percy did electric, Probably one of my favorite players to ever watch. Not probably. One of my favorite players to watch ever in college football. When number nine stepped on the field, he paved the way for this. Number nine was unsung. He still don't get the credit he is due to this day. Even the way he was ushered out of Florida State was utterly disgusting. We know he didn't work it in the NFL, but that's not what we're talking about. But every Saturday, <laughs> every Saturday that I saw, Florida State played while Peter Warwick's there. And a lot of people say, well, Percy only played uh, 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 three seasons compared to Peter Warwick playing four seasons. Okay, and we're talking about on the field. Dynamic started with Peter Warwick. I'm not saying other players didn't come before him. But wait a second now. Before we saw Percy Harvin, before you knew you can slash and play a guy at receiver, the X, the Y, the Z, running back, put him in motion and toss. So before you saw all of that, where did it come from first? Where? I'll tell you where it came from. It came from Peter Warwick, as I call him, nine. His ability was beyond exceptional. Peter Ward did a lot of damage in his time. And when did Peter Ward shine the most? The biggest memory I have in my head about Peter Ward was, of course, the 1999 Sugar Bowl for the national championship. 
And everybody in their mama picked Michael Vick to beat Florida State, even though we had a Heisman Trophy winner coming in there and Chris Winkie and the Florida State Seminoles were juggling us, but everybody believed in Vick, and probably rightfully so. But Bobby Bowden showed you once again, one player can't beat us. And Michael Vick was completely shut down. But while Michael Vick was getting completely shut down, my God, what was happening on the other side of the ball? My God, what was happening on special teams? Ah, and there's the key word. Who was the better special teams player? Peter Ward was. They put Percy back there from kickoff from time to time. I never seen Percy take a punt back. I don't think per- Percy ever did the punt. That's like, then they have Black and they had uh, a couple other guys take a punt back. That world class speed guys that Urban Meyer had. So Peter Ward was utilized all over the field, and that's why I'm giving Peter Ward the nod over Percy Harvin. It's slight. It's slight. It's very, very, very little. <laughs> But I'm taking Peter Ward. And remember, open tryouts for the next uh, uh, sports cast, sports, uh, sports, <laughs> sportsologist will probably be taking place <sighs> in another week. Now, I know our guys out there, Cedric Farr and maybe Freddie Briggs, James Dangman, people who are listening to the show, my boy Kevin Dunbar. I'm pretty sure they'll have something to say because everywhere I look, everybody say, you're right. It's Percy, 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 Percy. But I watched it. That's all I'm going to say. I Watched it now, Black. I'm gonna give you a chance to rebuttal, Black. Uh, it's no rebuttal for okay, me. You know, I, sure. I I watched it too, man. I just, just want to make sure. I love Peter Burke. I do, man. He he's bring a lot of joy and a lot of happiness to my life. You know, and but if I'm if 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 I'm looking at it, you know, just what my eye the eye effect. You Percy is was just really dynamic. Like you said, he may have not. He may have not. Uh, never scored a touchdown from being a punt returner, a kickoff returner, but he's he scored it in the Wildcat. He scored it at the running back position. You know, he's done things. Peter Works done thing, has done things that uh Percy Harvin hasn't done, and Percy Harvin has done things Peter Work hasn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just <laughs> I just I just like Percy man, I always have, and I gotta agree with Cam from looking at that uh looking at the uh the show. I'm an athlete show man, like. Without without Percy Harvin, now you wouldn't have a Tim Tebow. You wouldn't have these guys. Percy Harvin was the key. You say you wouldn't. We wouldn't. The, yeah, you wouldn't. You would not have it. Okay. You would not have it. I disagree. But okay. I, I, I and I totally agree because Percy Harvin was he the one that made everything go for that offense. Okay, I got you, but you don't think Tim Tebow you know, wouldn't when, still? No, I'm when, saying when, let me when, ask you, when, let me when ask. they when when they were struggling, when Tim Tebow couldn't do a thing. They had to get the ball in the man's hands that would happen, that would make something happen. That's the difference. Well, how often was That's that? The because that 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 two thousand, think well, two thousand eight Florida team was pretty good. They were. They had weapons really all over the field. Yeah, but and the main and the main weapon was Percy Harvin. Okay, but who you, they were trying to get the ball to? Percy Harvin. But you said Tim Tebow wouldn't beat Tim Tebow. I don't think Harvin. so. Without Percy Harvin, I don't. I don't see how without you say Percy, that. I, I, I don't. I, I don't see how you say that. Now I can I, see I, you I, saying. I, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see how. And I got the thinking about. It. I'm listening to Cam. I'm like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. Wow. Okay. It kind of right. do make sense to me. At, you know, at, and Percy okay. had a front front row seat to be able to see this. You know. Okay. Percy Harvin is the reason why why Tim Tebow came to Florida. Commit. Okay. Yes, he's oh. the reason. Okay, I don't. You think know, Percy so, okay. Harvin is. 
I don't, and he doesn't get the respect that he need. I even told my 15 year old son, Marcel, I said, I want you to go in school. Cause we was, he was listening to it. Cause we was driving, listening to the, uh, I'm an athlete show on YouTube. And I said, I want you to go in school and just ask the kids of your school who like Florida, who is the best Gator of all time. And of course, every single one of them going to say Timothy Tebow. Isn't that but rightfully it's so? Not, it's not, it's not. He's the best Gator of all time. Who is? Percy Harvin, in my you opinion. You crazy. I'm not. You I are. am not. Is he the I most dynamic, is he the most dynamic athlete? Is he the most dynamic football player in my, of all history? In my yes, opinion, he he's the best Gator of all time. How can he be? He didn't touch the ball every play. Tim Tebow touched mean? the ball every play. Tim, and next to him, who touched the ball every play? Percy Hart. No, no, no. It's not a next to him. <laughs> it's not a next to him. Tim Tebow was the quarterback. I heavily disagree with you on that. Was Harvard the most dynamic player we've probably ever seen next to Peter Warwick? Of course. And while Percy was there, they won two national championships. After Percy left, what did they win? Nothing with Tim Tebow there. What you mean? Nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. That whole team was depleted. That defense Bruh. was gold. Come on, man. Yeah, that's it. We gonna have to. We gonna yeah, have to have a talk. We gonna talk about talk. Yeah, we gonna talk about that some more. We gonna get some more. I'm not bashing Timothy no, Tebow. No, 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 it's just my that. opinion. I feel you. It's but in we my get, opinion. We gonna oh, get Percy no, Harvin doesn't get the just through he wait. doesn't this, deserve. This this is sports. This this is sports. This we not gonna wait. Let me see if I can get my man's on the phones real quick. Let me see if I can get my. I already know what he gonna say, but we are gonna call two people. This is sports. This man, we gonna shake it up. We gonna shake it up. Hopefully, we can get an answer. Hopefully, hopefully. Let's... Oh, come on now. He always let me down. You know he'll call back. Well, my... Uh, hello, what's up, Carl? Fred, uh, 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 Fred Bricks? Oh, you like... <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Bricks! Yo, what's good? Hey, hey, what's hold good? on, hold on. Let me set you up. Do not say anything in crypt because it looked like you was about to start talking some stuff to me. Uh, now. Yeah, I was gonna say something. <laughs> okay, real quick. I know I know I didn't prep you. I didn't I didn't uh see what you had going on, but real quick, me and Black are we getting into it about something. We gotta call some experts, man. Fred, what's okay. up, man? What's up, Black? What's good, man? Good right, to hear right. from y'all boys, man. Good, man. So, Fred, real quick, okay. So we just opened up the show. So you you at the top of the show with this, all right? Okay, so we okay. was talking about uh, Cam Newton on the I Am Athlete podcast, and mm-hmm. he had a conversation about Peter Warwick versus Percy Harvin. Who was better? Peter and Warwick versus Percy Harvin. Peter Warwick versus Percy Harvin. But me and Black, me and Black, <laughs> Chief Rocker said Warwick already. Warwick. Okay, word, word, <laughs> word. So me and Black kind of diverted off that, and Black made a couple mm-hmm. comments. I want to see where you stand as a loyalist to the blue and orange. Uh huh. Black says that Peter War, I mean, Percy Harvin is one, the greatest Gator of all time. All time. time. All time. That's number one. And then number two, Black said that without, hear me, hear me now, without Uh Percy Harvin, Tim, it wouldn't be no Tim Tebow like that, my boy. Yeah. Uh I said it. So where you at? I don't, I don't super disagree with him. (laughs) I I don't, I think. I think the Lord, because my, you know, my favorite. I don't. Tim Tebow was always like over, um, over hype. I wouldn't even say Rex. He was a great football player. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he played his position. He's a great football player. But when okay. I look at somebody like Chris Lee, like Chris Lee, when I like when he came in as a freshman, me and my partner said, I said, well, okay, well, by the time he will become a senior, he gonna win us a championship, and he ain't had the pieces that 
Tim Tebow did. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. And um, I don't know. I just, I, you, we seen Sexy Rex. Like, can you imagine? Oh, like, yeah. They had a great off. They, sure. they had some pretty good teams in Florida while Rex was there. Sure. But you put him on this team? And I can't even imagine how nuts these numbers would be. So okay. I, I look at somebody like Percy Harvin and all them weapons. And yeah, you're right. I can't. It's I think enough wasn't done. Look at Cam Newton. Like you put anybody in that place other than Tebow. I mean, like you talking about four straight championships, bro. Like Possibly. four. But from the time Chris Leak's senior year, Possibly. that's one championship. You talking <laughs> about three more champions. Because who has contention all the years Tebow was there? Correct. You know what I'm saying? He won the house and they did all good. But you got to remember that defense as well. So yes. I, I mean, we all kind of on the same page with that. Okay. Um, I don't know why Florida State fans are like coming to the real. I don't know. I don't know. I guess like, and I respect that answer because y'all played the nigga. I just rooted for him. Uh-huh. So I don't. I I like Peter Warwick. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, that they come out of Florida State. Okay. I don't think that. I like Winston a little. I think the one year Winston had. No as an athlete? Oh, as an athlete. Yeah, as okay, an athlete. Bad. Not right, the as an athlete. The, the, oh, okay, of okay, course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, per, I think personally the best player, period, though. <laughs> okay, so yeah. that's what I was about to ask you. That's what I was about to ask you. So you saying Percy Harvin is the greatest Gator of all time? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, greatest athlete of all time. Okay, but and not that's player. Right in the background of y'all, um, of y'all him and uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, him, okay. we him, we him. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's the greatest athlete, but I'm I'm not gonna say player just because he was he was just he was a weapon. I right. think like it's unfortunate that player sometimes either is going to go to like a safety or a quarterback. You know, what I'm saying the two quarter because the, the, the safety is the quarterback of or the, the defense. Yeah, yeah or the defense, right? Like well, I can see somebody saying, "Oh, Deion Sanders." Uh, Deion Sanders was a corner, but I'm putting him in that safety, sure, sure. that quarterback of the defense. So sure. I understand, like, one of this. So it's just hard, but he definitely top three. If we're gonna say put out, he's the best athlete. Period. That's fine. I mean, like, so would you? So, oh, so, so Fred, let me out ask you Florida, this. I mean, uh, we can debate of all time, but like out of Florida, he's definitely the best athlete. To, like, come out of Florida. Okay, yeah, I agree. So, so if you saying he the best athlete, who would you put over him as the be- better Gator? It's no, I'm not finna give you Tim Tebow. I'm not finna give you that. I'm not finna I, give I you it because we on on, on I am no. athlete. Po- What'd you say? I said, oh yeah, I would never say that. Hell no. Yeah, because oh, no. I'm on. I'm listening to Cam on I am the athlete podcast, and he's telling me when they're playing against LSU, nobody could do anything. And it was something yeah. drawn up in the dirt on the sideline to get bro, Percy I the ball. I've seen it live, bro. Like, that's the reason why I'm excited about Urban Meyer here with the Jazz. Because people, like, we kind of knew that stuff was going on. We were seeing plays that, hey, you don't practice this shit. It's like, okay, y'all, I, when Urban Meyer came through and said, I need speed, that's what he was talking about. He knows how to draw up plays. We're like, we just passing, y'all. So we're going to do a left here, left there. I just need to get you an open space. And he's great at finding players in open space like Percy Harvin. As great as that Gator team was, like I agree. Like you take Percy Harvin off that team, I don't know what that <laughs> offense looks like. But the fact that Percy is just there in the wing, exactly. I mean, everybody else is gonna get the shine. Yeah, okay. So and, you're telling me, this ever, was, bro? Okay. And this is the one thing that I was trying to tell. Do you telling me out of that team, as good as Tim- Timothy Tebow was, uh, Urban Mind Dan, uh, Dan Mullen didn't say Tebow, we need you to make a play. 
We was they was like, no, we got to get the ball to damn Percy Harvin. That's not true. We got to get yeah. the ball to Percy Harvin. And it's say, Tebo, I need you to go out there and make a play. That's not they true. They was depending on Percy Harvin. Yeah. And that's how it's always been at Florida. That's not true. They depend on Percy Harvin to put them over the top. That's not true. Okay. You're not, you, you're saying inaccurate All right, statements. I'm not, I'm not saying. If you say, yeah. hold on. If you say yeah. Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. He was listening to the coaches and they said, we got to get Percy the ball. Yeah, a play later, Percy up the field for yeah. 80 yards. Sure, and, well, you, and so, it felt the whole that whole run felt like that. Every time we felt like something wasn't moving, oh, we get Percy the ball. All get right, Percy okay. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. So now, y'all mean to tell I agree me? With you, D, D, I agree with you and Tebow freshman year because Tebow was used like that in his freshman year to come in when you needed a play. Oh, it's three yards to go. Get Tebow in that bitch. He guaranteed. But when he became the guy. Because if we if he, we would have beat Alabama in the SEC championship and went for another title if he was that guy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't. You okay. know what I'm saying? Rolando McClain and them boys came through and wrecked the building. Them boys about that now. Hey, them boys is about that now, Alabama now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so 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 let's not do that. Them boys is really about that now. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. We I think we um I think we got something here with this conversation. We're gonna further this conversation uh probably on the next episode, man, or even a special edition, because I wanna have more dialogue about it because I think it's pretty good. We don't really get to talk about the past eras. You know, we don't get to talk about the great players from different teams, especially with Florida and Florida State. So right. we're gonna we're gonna right. we're gonna uh, pick that up, man. We're gonna so who do up. y'all got over Warwick and Percy Harvin? Like what what is y'all pick? I, I pick, have Peter Warwick over Percy Harvin. And I pick Percy. Sure. I pick Percy. Yeah. No Percy. Right. Yeah, Are I you Percy? I, I, yeah, I'm I I'm going unbiased opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he a, a, a black or Florida State fan. I'm a Florida State fan. Yeah, but a black heavy Florida State fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember which one I'm Yeah, I, I mean, I can, I can respect that. Like, okay. I, I can respect that. You know, because I, I, I feel like they both are the top tier. I just feel sure. like per, I give Percy the edge just because okay. he was in the era of medicine and like just that newer age stuff. So it's okay. like he's going to have the advantage. Uh, or maybe Peter Ward may get it because they didn't have that shit back in the day. Okay. My thing, my right, thing, right. Fred. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Fred, my, my whole thing is I'm listening to Cam. Cam got a front row seat of this now. He got a front yeah. row seat to it. And he was like, don't yeah. get me wrong, Tebow. Uh, he said in his opinion, Tebow, Tebow was the, the greatest gator in his opinion. But he was like, you talk about that dude, like, the, the dude who made everything go was Percy Harvin. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> We're not Percy talking about Percy Tim Tebow here. We're talking about Percy Harvin. Yeah, that's You know, he was he's Cam said Percy Harvin was the the engine of everything that was going on with with uh with that offense. Yeah. Everything no. was yeah. everything was hey, based no. on everything Percy Harvin. That's there's, what I'm saying. Okay, but there's no argument there. There's no argument there. No argument that Percy Harvin was the missile in the offense. That's why he's but the greatest. But you greater. said that he <laughs> was the best Gator he of is, all time. Of and, all time. Okay, and you said without him, Tim Tebow without would be him. Tim Tebow. He wouldn't. Okay. He wouldn't. We'll pause that. Pause Chris that. Lee, Chris, pause that. Chris Lee. Pause. Hold on. No, hold on. No, let me get this off. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get this off. The year they won the national championship with Chris Leak, when Tebow wasn't even a quarterback, he came in and made plays. You know what wide receiver was in the Wildcat and making plays as a wide receiver? <laughs> Percy Harvin in the national championship as a true freshman. <laughs> okay. 
person was that boy, man. He was I that boy. Said, That's I'm what I'm saying, saying not. I'm not. I'm not saying he not. I'm not saying he not. I'm not saying he not. didn't have an answer for Alabama. And everybody knew it. Now, Alabama, even that was the first year they won that championship. So they just started their run on Tebow. Okay. But that was the year where you could tell, like, damn, this if Percy Harvin was here, this is what we need him at. Like, we need a quick 80 yards. And I think if Tebow was I, I just think if Tebow was the greatest gator, he would have been able to not only beat that Alabama team with uh Mc, McCarron or whoever the fuck was that quarterback. Yeah, AJ Some loser white boy they had a quarterback. If they was able to beat that team. I could probably give Tebow, okay, you did it. You're the greatest Gator, but I, I can't do it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. We uh, we, we really appreciate you and Chief Rocket. Shout out Chief Rocket in the background. Uh, we yes, really sir. appreciate yeah, y'all, yeah. you know what I'm saying, uh, giving us your information. But we're going to carry this conversation, uh, and we're going to pick it up, man, because this is some good stuff here. But, yeah, Fred, we just want to call you at the top of the show <laughs> and, 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 and get your thoughts <laughs> and your opinions on that, man. For sure, fellas. I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm gonna come sit in soon, man. All right, man. All right, Fred, All right man. Be cool, Fred. <laughs> All right, Chief Rock. Right. Rock say you gonna come through too. All right, All right man. We got the front row seat to the Jags, so yeah. That's, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, brother. All right, yo. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out Freddie Briggs, man. Freddie Briggs. We love it. You know, this is what the sports this is about. You know, debates, agreeing and disagreeing, everybody getting out their points. So great, great, great start, man. And um, we're gonna probably build on this. We, yeah, of course we, we gotta got get to. yeah. our college football correspondent, uh Cedric Farr in on this because he is another diehard Florida Gator fan. I'm pretty sure he's listening to this at this point with a lot of shaking his heads going on. But uh <laughs> we will get Coppo's input. Matter of fact, Coppo will be in studio, you know, next time. So, you know, we can see the look in his eyes. When he telling me that I'm dead wrong for people Peter Ward over uh Percy Harvin. But that was cool. That was real good, man. So we're gonna go ahead and uh let's see, let's see. So more Cam Newton. So um I kind of switched up the lineup to the sports there. So we kind of did a, a little shuffling to get a better aesthetic on the show. So we're gonna go to our sound of the week. More from the I Am Athlete podcast with Pete uh, with uh uh, Cam Newton, and uh, you know we're gonna hear this clip, and me and Black are going to react. Like, come on, bro, I can't go out like that. My 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 pride won't even allow me to do that. And you can talk about this, you can talk about that, you can talk about whatever. Listen, bro, there's not 32 guys better than me. Mm. Put it like that. So if you're asking me, you like, like you talk, bro, talk, talk, talk. I, I'm not 32. <laughs> like, real talk. Like, I'm like, when you when you put it like that, bro, I'm not the 32 worst. Like, put come on, man. Black. Hmm. When he said it, I actually paused the um the show mm. when he said it. And um I went to my I went to my Google. And I Googled. All 32 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League uh, 2020 season, for sure. And I'm going to run down some names, man. And I'm just going to put these names in a pot. And then you're going to, me and you are going to talk about if Cam Newton is still uh, basically a starting quarterback in the NFL. All right. So, of course, you got off the rip, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, and we're going to stop at 12 because I don't have to go through all 32 teams. <laughs> 
don't have to go through all 32 teams. The last three quarterbacks that I named on this list, maybe even four, it depends on how I'm feeling about Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to disrespect Matt Ryan. I'm going to keep it real with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is MVP, definitely a starting yeah. quarterback in National Football League, but Atlanta's situation just been booty. But Carson Wentz, <laughs> hmm. not even going to Talk about it, D. Not, not even going <laughs> to... Not really going to dig in. Talk about it. Carson Wentz right now because we all seen what we seen with Carson Wentz. Next up on the list, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. The man is a professional robber. And why do I say that? Because somehow on God's green earth, Kirk Cousins is the highest paid football player in the National Football League to date, earning $130 million in the last five years. Stealing money. 130. Today, just today. I know that's going to change with Pat Mahomes' deal, but today. Stealing money. Okay. And then last <laughs> but not least, number 12 on this list was Big Ben Roethlisberger, who has not been the same, in my opinion, for the past three seasons, ever since they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the second round of the playoffs back in, what is it, 2017 or something like mm-hmm. that? So, he ain't been the same since. So, Black, Cam Newton, man. The man is screaming out here that I ain't a th- I'm I ain't 32. It ain't 32 guys better than me. Black like, Cam Newton be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He could. Can Cam Newton be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings? He could. And can Cam Newton be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? He could. Okay. I can name some. You want to keep going? I can we'll name start some right more. there. Oh, okay. All we'll right. start right there. All right. I just want to know, Black, how did this make you feel that one of one of the most one of the generational talents of dominant, all time. Dominant. Yeah, yeah generational. Like we, that means okay. he's everyone every in the everything. blue moon. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Just gotcha. once in okay. the blue moon talent. All right, okay. What what how does that make how did it make you feel? Because I'm gonna tell you how it made me feel. How did it make you feel? Well, it did kind of piss me off. Okay, there we go. Let's talk about it. We ready. We it kind of pissed me off. I'm, we for the well, pod. Well, like you said, and I looked at the show too, and when I'm looking at it and I'm driving, I'm listening to it, and when he said that, I was like, what in the hell? Yes, sir. And I looked at my son, like, Marcel, could do, would you agree with that? He was like, no way. No way. He said, I would <laughs> He said I would definitely take him over Derek Carr playing for the Oakland Raiders. That's what my son said. Let's talk about you it. You know, I just, I, I hate this notion about Cam. Cam didn't, okay, Cam has dealt with some injuries. The last few years in Carolina wasn't good. May may have put a little stain on what's going on with him now, if you want to say that. But Cam even said to Cam say, I really, he's like, I only really had, Carolina had one major injury. I have, you know, Nixon Nax here just like every other player do in the NFL. But for some reason, I want to get put on the back burner like I, you know, like I'm not a good quarterback. And the NFL has to stop this. These teams have to stop this. You know, and 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 like, and Cam would have been better if he would have had a better supporting cast. He didn't have nothing in New England, of course. And we seen that even with Tom Brady, his last year in New England, of course. he didn't have anything. So Cam went into the same situation, and of course, people want to judge Cam. Oh, you couldn't do this with such and such and such, you know. But let me say this: y'all better stop this shit, man. Uh-oh. Cam Newton could be, in my opinion, a top ten quarterback still. Top ten. I may be pushing it a little bit, but I believe he can be if he's in the right situation. Okay. If Cam Newton was to go somewhere like the Redskins, and I pray. 
the Washington football team. The, I'm, the Washington football team. I'm sorry. And I pray that he goes there with that great defense and those young, talented weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Watch You're going to get Carolina Cam, MVP Cam, if he was to go there. He has weapons. This is Cam first year back, and everyone knows the New England Patriots uh, playbook is not easy. It's not easy at all. It doesn't fit Cam's, Cam Newton's game. We thought we were going to see that, but we didn't. We got it the first couple of games with Cam, but then he went out for COVID, and then things just weren't the same after that. You know, but the the the, the notion on Cam is not a 32 best quarterback. Y'all need to stop this. This is outrageous. Cam Newton is one of the best talents that we have seen, and I agree with him. He has paved the way for the type of quarterback Cam Newton is in the NFL today. It needs to be respected, and y'all need to stop that, man. Drew Locke is the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Black, could Cam Newton be the starting quarterback for yes, the Broncos? Yes, he could. Dwayne Haskins, Caleb Haney, and a bunch of folks was the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Black, you just said that Cam Newton could be the starting quarterback of the Washington football team. Black. Yes, he could. The Chicago Bears had Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. Cam Newton is better than both of those guys. Yes, he is. The current quarterback right now for the Carolina Panthers, who I have a lot of admiration for, and I'm really glad that he got his money, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater should be the backup to Cam Newton right now in Carolina, but we understand why Cam left Carolina. You could even throw out Daniel Jones for the New York football <laughs> Giants. We all know that Trevor Lawrence is on his way to Jacksonville, but Gardner Minshew was the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ryan Fitzpatrick at one point in time was a starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, and I love Fitzy. I love Fitzy. But if I got a, I got a depth chart, Cam Newton would be the starting quarterback over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Black, I just named you half the teams in the National Football yes, League. Yes, you did. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. We're going to go ahead and keep this show pushing. It is utter garbage that Cameron Newton is not a starting quarterback on a football team. And I want to call one team out in particular. Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. What are y'all waiting on? Dwayne Haskins will be a life backup in the National Football League if he's not thrown out the league in the next two to three years already. Because the young man, and I hate to say it, he hasn't shown that he could be a professional quarterback in his league. Alex Smith, we all know Alex Smith came in and had a hell of a story, a heroic story. God bless Alex Smith. They should rename the Comeback Player of the Year award after that man for what he went through. Caleb Haney showed guts and grit versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you're going to bring him back to be your star quarterback with that hellacious defense and those young weapons on offense. Cameron Newton needs to be called Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, Cam Newton, got you to a Super Bowl. He was also your MVP of the league that year. He's won you many division championships in the NFC South. Cam Newton can still play the game. Mm -hmm. That New England team wasn't good. Let's call, let's call a spade a spade. That Patriots team was not good. His best receiver was Julian Elliman. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. Cam's new and best receiver on that team was Julian Edelman. Bill Pelichick's the greatest football coach that we ever seen in our lifetime, but he couldn't get it done. 
And now Cam Newton is on the street on I Am Athlete telling us why he's not number 32. And I'm sad about that. Not because of what Cam was, but what Cam can still be. Hopefully in another week or so, or a month or so, we'll be talking about Cam Newton in the right space that he needs to be talked about as a star quarterback for the Washington football team. I just don't see how this doesn't get done. It makes too much sense. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and move along. We're going to bring back your favorite, favorite topics, man. Let's go ahead and get into our tweet of the week, man. And Black, I want you to listen, listen, listen closely, man, because it was a lot of debate this week with the tweets uh, of the week. And we have quite a few. So, Black, all week long, you had Kyrie Irving, you had Kendrick Perkins, you had Jalen Rose. You had a host of people weigh in on the logo change for the NBA. Should it be Michael Jordan's Jumpman? Should it be Kobe Bean Bryant? Should it remain Jerry West? Should it even be Shaquille O'Neal? There was a lot of debate on the NBA logo. So we got our man's big perk, who just simply said, it's time to change the logo. Okay, moving on. Chris Bassar. I'm all with the conversation of changing the look from Fox Sports, by the way, Chris Bazaar. I'm all with changing the uh, logo of the NBA. Mamba, Jumpman, or even, you ready for this? LBJ. Mm. There's a lot of conversation here, but this is the one tweet that ticked me off, Black, and then we can go ahead and get a conversation. Some buffoon named Nikolai Monroe went to Twitter and said Jerry, excuse me, Jerry West should remain the logo because, you ready for this? He said he should remain the logo because Jerry West showed class. Standard of what a basketball player should be. I know Kobe and Michael and et cetera were great players, but they weren't the guy and the player that Jerry, Sloan, uh, Jerry West was. <laughs> Black, do you mind? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, bro. All right, I appreciate it, bro. I ain't gonna take too much time with this. <laughs> now, Nikolai, if you just so happen to hear this, delete your Twitter. Nikolai, if you just so happen to hear this, unsubscribe from YouTube. Unsubscribe from Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere that you can get podcasting, Instagram, where you can show yourself and give your opinions. Because my guy, I don't know how old you are, and I don't know how much you know about the game of basketball, but I'm going to speak for all basketball fans all around the world that we can care one poops in the toilet less about Jerry West <laughs> remaining the logo. Nikolai, I say this often, shut up. Black, how do you feel about the logo being changed? Is it time? Should it have been changed? And we don't have to get into who it should be. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. It could be the Jumpman. This is the most revolutionized logo probably in the world. We're talking about up there with the, the biggest logo, Ford and Toyota and, and, and whatever. The Jumpman mm -hmm. logo. Well, Black, how do you, is it time? How do you feel about the logo being changed? Do we need to get this done, Black? Should have been done a long time ago. Yes, sir. You know, I, I feel like it's long overdue for the logo to be changed. 
No disrespect to JRS. JRS, you get your credit. Yeah, I agree with like he's he's classy, classy guy or whatever in his time. His time has passed. We've been able to see great players and greater players than Jerry West on the basketball court. Kudos to all those guys that you said, D. Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. All of those players are greater and, in my opinion, a greater face than Jerry West. No question. In the NBA. So it's been long overdue. I hate that the conversation had to come up with the passing of Kobe being Bryant. I hate it had to come up then. It should have been changed way before that even happened. No doubt. No doubt. So we got to get NBA, uh, Adam Silver, y'all have to get this right, man. It's time to do it. it, it, it it's time to do it. Like, it's, it's been too long. And Adam Silver, you're a pretty stand-up guy. Oh, yeah. I like the things that you do with the NBA. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're one of the commission that listens to your players and take everything that they're saying sure. to heart. Sure. But Jerry West, you, I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, Adam Silver, you have to get this right. Correct. Let's go ahead and make this change, man, because it's a different NBA now. It's not an NBA back in the 60s, in the 70s. Definitely. That is past. It's a new NBA. Definitely. Let's get this right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, man, let's keep the show moving, man. We're going to get into our start, bench, or cut. What did you do in camp? Maybach music. All right, all right, all right. We ain't did this in a while, man. Bringing back your favorite uh, uh, segments of the show. Rearrange them a little bit. Used to getting that one a little early in the show, but we're just trying to make sure the lineup is seamless, man. So, Black. We've been getting into our wrestling bag, man. We've been getting back into our bag, man. We've got a lot of stuff coming with wrestling right here on the Sports Desk. We're going to be breaking down some of the greatest superstars, some of the greatest events uh, of all time, and, of course, what's going on currently in the WWE. But, Black, I got three guys who kind of mirrored each other in their careers, Black. Three guys, when you see them, you say, man, there's some similarities with all three of these guys. But I want to see who you keeping around, Black. So you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right, Black, first up. We have the macho man, Randy Savage, my guy. The glitters, the glam, the, the, the symphony that the macho man was with his entire, to what he wore to the ring and how he performed. Next up, possibly the greatest of all time. By God, the nature boy, Ric Flair. 16-time world champion, glitz, glamour, limousine, riding, jet flying, wheeling and dealing, kiss stealing. Nature boy, Woo, my by boy. God. Yes, the by God. The nature boy, say it. <laughs> by God. <laughs> And last but not least, probably he is their offspring in a combination of both. We have the legendary Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. I believe Macho Man and Nature Boy Ric Flair made Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That's what I believe. All three of these guys, glitz, glamour, showmanship, great on the mic, great energy. But Black, somebody got to go. You can't see somebody ever again. So who we rolling with, Black? The Macho Man, Nature Boy Ric Flair, or the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels? Who you starting? Who you bitch? Who you cutting, Black? Well, I got to start. By God! (laughs) The Nature Boy! (laughs) I got you. You got to start the Nature Boy. I got (laughs) 
I got you. I have to bench Shawn Michaels, and I have to cut the Macho Man Randy Savage. My God. You said that kind of easy, too. You said that kind of easy, and I'm going to let you know right now, I don't appreciate that, my boy. Oh, yeah. Because Macho Man's your guy. That's why. Yeah. I'm going to start Macho Man Randy Savage, my guy. I love the Macho Man. I got some Macho Man merch on the way, too. Can't wait to get that. And this one was hard because I love Sean. I love Sean. But by God. <laughs> me. Woo. By God, Gene. The nature boy Ric Flair cannot be dismissed. So I'm going to bench Ric Flair and I'm going to cut the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, my guy. I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if we would have sent Ric Flair packing, my boy. So yeah, man. So me and Black are going to be bringing you guys more content, man. More wrestling content. We're going to be breaking down the superstars from Stone Cold to The Rock. We're going to talk about the NWO. We're going to get into some pay-per-views. The Greatest Royal Rumbles, WrestleMania. We're going to be really digging back into that wrestling bag. Going to get some special uh, additions coming soon from me and Black on that. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into our top five. Haven't did that in a while. Let's go ahead and pay these bills first. All right, Black, let's get into it. Our top five for the week, man. Let's go, man. Uh, Black, who have been, who have been the top top five players so far this NBA season? We're almost at the All-Star break. All-Star weekend is this coming week. Well, All-Star day is this coming Sunday, March the 7th. So, Black, give me your top five players right now. This Sunday at 7.46 p.m. in the National Basketball Association. Oh, okay. At number five. At number five, I have to go Steph Curry. At number four, LeBron James. At number three, uh, Joel Embiid. At At number two, Zach Levine. At number one, Bradley Beal. Okay, Bradley, wait a minute, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Yep. Yeah, I said it. You said Bradley Bill is the best player in the league right now. Right now. Right now. Wow. Okay, okay. That's black. So anybody who want to get at your dog about that when y'all holla at black man. Uh he kind of throwing me off of that, but my bad. Let yeah. me regather. Tell me, when, tell me why he ain't. Well, let me get my list first. Okay. <laughs> number five, I got the Joker. All right? I got the Joker at number five, MVP candidate right now, having a hell of a season with the Denver Nuggets. Number four, Joel Embiid. Arguably, he could be number one. Joel's having a monster year. Monster. The best season he's had in his career, and he is looking fantastic and dominant with the Philadelphia 76ers. Number three, Stephen, excuse me, Wardell Stephen Curry. Once again, I apologize for the misconception of my words a few weeks back. 
I did not say Steph Curry had fallen off. People keep hitting me about that. Like, I did not say that. Mm. I did not say that. But Steph Curry is number three. Number two, LeBron Raymond James. <laughs> number two, that's right. LeBron, not number one, but number two. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. And number one, I know nobody ain't seeing this coming, but I'm going to go James Harden. I'm going to go James Harden as the number one player in the National Basketball Association right now, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I know somebody out there said, what? Hell no. I know that's being said. James Harden switched positions this year, moving from Houston to Brooklyn with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. To the point guard position, this man is averaging 13 assists. Almost, excuse me, 12.6 assists, almost 13 assists this year. He's averaging 25 points a game with those 13 assists. He is also averaging 6.5, I believe it was, rebounds per game. And he is also averaging two steals per game. And he's doing all of this on a brand new team where we all thought it would be a problem. And when you look at it statistically, he is having one of the best statistical seasons in NBA history right alongside LeBron James' seasons, Russell Westbrook's seasons, as well. So that's why I got James Harden right now, the number one player in the NBA. Now let's go back to you. Mm-hmm. Please tell me why Bradley Bill is your number one player so far in this season, Black. Tell yeah, me. because what he's he, what he's doing for his team, his team is trash, but he's going out there, man, and giving you almost 35 every game we see him. Almost 35 every game, man. He's putting in the work. He's putting in the work. He's the NBA's leading scorer for a reason. Like, I was looking at the game when they played the Lakers and they beat the Lakers, man. He was doing what he wanted to do out there against the Los Angeles Lakers. This kid, his his game evolves every year. He doesn't take a step back. He's always taking a step forward. So that's why I got him number one right now. At all Coming up on All-Star break right now, he's my number one guy. I even have I even have Zach Levine in there because I love what Zach Levine is doing. The kid is tearing it up, and just like him and Bradley Bill, every year they get better. Every year they get better, and you got to get a young guy some love too as well. Zach Levine, nobody probably would never pick him to be one of the better players in the NBA, but I've been able to see this guy on the highlights oil watching the game because we're able to have all the links and we are able to see these things here at the Sports Desk. And I love what the kid is doing over there in Chicago. I hope he I hope he can get out of that situation and go somewhere better. But he's tearing it up too. So that's why at this point, almost at all-star break, I have him as a top five player in the NBA. So do you not reward winning? Uh it plays a part in it, yes. So Zach Levine's but, team is winning. It, but uh we wasn't asking about winning. No, I'm just saying. You said players. Well, if you're a top player in the league, your team should be winning yeah, games. Yeah, but correct? we you asked you when we talked about this, you said <laughs> the best players in the NBA at all close to all star break. I was just asking. You know, I I didn't put winning in this. I was just asking. I didn't at all. Okay. I didn't put winning in it. I just okay. picked the I looked at my eye test of what my eyes is telling me. Okay. Okay. I, I just I just just asked a question. Okay. All right, man, so that was our top five. And please, 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 if you guys any imp- have any input or anything y'all want to uh, say about our top five uh, NBA players uh, at this point in the season, please let us know. All right, we're going to transition into fully the National Basketball Association. Hey, boy. 
bro. You're listening to the sports desk. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. LeBron James. Le LeBron James. All right, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Y'all know we got to start. As always, let's pay the ultimate respect to the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. LeBron James. All right, let's get into a black. The Los Angeles Lakers, the week it was. Our week kicked off last Monday in an overtime loss to the Washington Wizards, 127 and 124. The losing did not begin there. It started all the way back in Brooklyn. We lost to the Nets. We lost to the Heat. On that Monday, we lost to the Wizard. On that Wednesday, we got blew out by almost 30 to the Utah Jazz. But we ended the four-game slide with the win over the Portland Trailblazers this Friday night. Uh, this past Friday night, me and Black are currently recording on this Sunday, getting ready for Warriors and Lakers to tip off at 8 o'clock. So, Black, just all in all, another up-and-down, discouraging week for the Los Angeles Lakers. What were your take on the Lakers this week? Oh, uh, I was disgusted this week, the past week. I was disgusted. Um, I didn't see any. I, I, I. I just don't like what I see outside of Raymond James, LeBron, Raymond James, as you would say. Yes. You know, I don't feel like I was getting nothing from anybody else. The loss of Anthony Davis is is really hurting us at this point. Um, we need to find something, man. We need a new big man. We just need a lot of things to happen. But this four game skid is, I know it's had to be. It's it's been tough on me. Because I'm not, we not used to seeing the Lakers like this. We've, I don't even think we got a full game skid last season. We didn't lose back to back. You know, so it was really, it's really tough to see them, you know, at this place. But they did was able to get back on track. You know, like yesterday, what not yesterday? From was Friday that yesterday? Friday, Friday night versus Portland. So that was good, and 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 some of that game wasn't looking really pleasing until LeBron James turned it up a notch and they were we were able to uh get this win. But D, I just I just think the Lakers they're really missing Anthony Davis. They just trying to figure out a uh, a couple of things. LeBron's trying to figure out some things how to be more creative with Anthony Davis being out. So uh we just need a few guys to step up in his absence, man, and hopefully we can get this thing back on track and get back to back wins, you know, here tonight here tonight. You know, against the Los Angeles, I mean, against the, uh, Warriors. the against the Warriors tonight. I'm not gonna say I was disgusted. Um, I was frustrated, but I'm looking at it, man. Schroeder hasn't been there as well. Schroeder just came back Friday. We got to win. Anthony Davis' loss, of course, is significant. But I'm looking at our guys, Wes Matthews and Marcus Saul. These guys are just being disappointed. Frankie V, where's the coaching? Why are we still starting Marcus Gasol? Let's go small. But we're not doing that. I don't know if he's trying to get Marcus Gasol 
as many reps as possible to try to get him in better shape. I don't know what he's doing, but it's not working. It's not working. So, like Black said, we're not used to this as a Laker fan, especially coming off last season's last season where we didn't lose back-to-back games all year, and of course we won the championship. Lakers won sixty games last year, but this year as I look around the league, I kind of settled down. You want to know why I settled down, Black? The whole league is fluctuating. If you look at all the teams this year, how many teams have risen up to a point where they've been able to go streaking? Two teams: Utah Jazz. And the Brooklyn Nets. Normally, you'll have at least five teams at the same time, simultaneously, doing really well in the league. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks this year. Look at the Boston Celtics this year. Even look at the Clippers this year. Look at the Miami Heat this year. I got to keep in mind of last season. I got to keep in mind for the bubble. I just got to keep in mind all of those things that took place And the biggest victims of that bubble are the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. Look at both teams. They are scratching and clawing, dealing with injury. Jimmy Butler hurt again. Tweet this knee out. Tyler Hero, been out, in and out. They haven't had a consistent line. Look at the Lakers. Bro, we 30 games in. We ain't had a consistent stretch to start this season. But no excuses. These guys get played quadrillion dollars to play basketball. And the Lakers are the reigning defending world champions. And Black, I just got to believe that at some point, it'll click again. Now I'm looking at our schedule, getting ready to go into all-style break. This schedule is brutal to go into it. Not after, but go in. So we got the Warriors tonight on a Sunday. Tuesday night, we got Phoenix. Then Sacramento. And then we got a break. This is where my ears perked up. We don't play basketball again after March 3rd. We don't play again until March 12th. Even the All-Star game is on the 7th, and the only Laker that will be playing in that game is LeBron James. He's the only Laker that will be playing. But then LeBron will have four days of rest, getting ready to come to a brutal schedule to come back for the rest of the season. So I said all that to say I'm chill on the Lakers. I want to see them play better. I want to see Wes Matthews, Marcus Saul. TGT, Kyle Kuzma. I want to see these guys get going. That's what I want to see. Because with LeBron going to be there, we pray to God that Anthony Davis, is, Anthony Davis is healthy enough to get back to what he did last season. And that's what I'm hoping. And that's what I think will happen. I think in the end, the Lakers will be in the NBA Finals. I just, and I think it's going to be really hard to get there. I'm talking about, you remember that year? Um, I think it was, who was it? I think it was maybe the Cavaliers, but they was going game six, game seven, game six, game seven to get to the finals. One of those seasons. And I think the Lakers might be in that position this year. The Phoenix Suns going to be a hard out. They are. The Utah Jazz going to be a super hard out. You still got to deal with the Clippers. You got Portland. Like, it's going to be tougher this year than it was last year to get back to the finals mm-hmm. with the target on your back. So I'm cool. I'm not tripping. I'm going to stay chill right now. But I want to see my role players, KCP, Wes Matthews, Marcus. I want to see these guys get going. All right? All right, Black, let's go ahead and move on in the NBA. We got the NBA All-Star Game this weekend. We have some reserves named today. Let's start off with the Western Conference. You had Anthony Davis 
going to his eighth All-Star game, but we know Anthony Davis will not play. He will be replaced by Devin Booker. It sucks that Devin Booker getting his second All-Star nod by somebody not playing. That sucks. But he's there. Paul George is going to the All-Star game. Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard should have been the starter. Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson getting his first start. Black, any problems with the Western Conference Reserves? Uh, no problem with the uh Western Conference Reserve. Like you say, Dev- Devin Booker not being named is horrendous, man. His kid not being picked, and it took someone, like you said, to get hurt for him to uh be an all-star. And I'm pretty sure he probably would have, you know, been a reserve anyway, but he didn't get picked. He didn't get picked as what a, a starter this year, and he's in, in my opinion he's having a, a better year than Joker. But it's 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 okay because Joker's been struggling. But uh, other than that, no uh, problem with the reserves or anything like that with the West. All right, so the Eastern reserves first time All Star this year. Jalen Brown, well deserved. Jalen Brown getting his first nod. James Harden, nine time All Star, followed by followed by two first timers, Zach Levine, Julius Randle. Followed by Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum uh, is replacing uh, Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum is replacing Kevin Durant. And, uh, wait, was it? Okay, Tatum is replacing Durant as a starter. And then it looks like the Sabonis kid from uh, Indiana. Indiana, okay. Yeah, he's going to be added to the team. Followed by Nikolai Vucevic from the Magic. Get him out of here. (laughs) I'm going to start. With the East. Vucevic is a very nice player, okay? He is. But, bro, Sabonis should have been on this team from the beginning. Balling. Sabonis should have been on this team from the beginning. He shouldn't be replacing nobody. Vucevic should have been a replacement. So, I don't know what the coaches were doing by adding Vucevic. Because, bro, like, first of all, like, I, you know, I ain't going to go in on him like that. I'm not. I'm not. But... Those are your East reserves. My only issue was uh, Sabonis not being in initially. Tatum moved up to the starting lineup, and now you Over got James Harden. That's what they said. No, I ain't saying no. I, I agree. Harden got Harden should be moved up, but he the starter is Kyrie Irving at the point guard, so he's going in as a point guard. But I don't know, bro. I would have put James Harden in the starter. Yeah, for sure. For sure, but they moved Tatum to the starting lineup. All right. Any problems with the East Reserves? Uh, no problem. I agree with you with the uh, what's his <laughs> the Orlando Vucevic. Vucevic. I uh, he's it's no way Sabonis. Man, I was able to watch Sabonis against you know Boston, and we were talking about it. I yeah. was like, bro, Sabonis looked good. And I nice. ain't even, I hadn't I hadn't seen him all year. So looking at that game, I was like, this boy. His game is, is has gotten better, nice. you know. So he he he's he's very nice. He definitely should have been a reserve, hands down, you know, for the East. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Black. So All Star Weekend this weekend. Now, not, a lot of things haven't been announced. So they're doing it all in one day on the Sunday. You got the Skills Challenge, the three point shootout, the All Star Game, and during halftime, instead of live performances, of course, due to COVID, they're gonna do the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. All right, limited fans in the arena. I think they said it's going to be about twelve to sixteen hundred fans in the arena. But black, it don't feel right this year. It don't. It feels like. Don't get me wrong. Will I watch this game? Absolutely. It's the best pickup game in the world. You only get it once a year. Absolutely. But you remember when LeBron and Giannis and all these guys were coming out bashing the idea of an All Star game, 
down in Atlanta only for one day. It's it, it don't feel right, bro. It don't. So are you really looking forward to it? Are I'm, you looking forward to it? I'm not. I'm not. Uh the NBA came out and said from 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 jump when they announced everything that it wouldn't be an all-star game and teams like LeBron, I mean teams like the Lakers, the Heat, you know, teams that had long runs in that bubble and were stuck in that bubble for so long, you know, they need this time, especially the two teams who that were in the finals. You know, and shoot, LeBron James basically ain't finna get no rest, bro. He finna basically have what, maybe what, three days of rest and then have to get right back on the court again to face the Indiana Pacers. You know, after this, after the All Star game, yep. You know, so it's 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 great because you count the All Star game as an off day, correct? Or is it four days after the All Star game? Yeah, the All Star game is the seventh. The Lakers return to the court on the tenth. Oh, on the tenth or the twelfth? I think it's I the twelfth. It's 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 March twelfth. They come back. Yeah, they. Sorry, the All Star yeah. game is on the seventh, so they. It's, it's almost a full week. Yeah, it's almost, almost a full, full week. week but days. okay, uh, six days. Anyway, I think Adam Silver and. You know, those group of guys should have stuck to what, you know, what they put out there. And that's what these guys was looking forward to. They was like, yes, man, no All-Star game. Sometime I think off. a lot, And we see a lot of these guys not even like, nah, man, I really don't want it. And then some players, some first-timers who become All-Stars, they probably, you know, giddy, looking forward to it. But, yeah. you know, your veteran guys, I don't think they too really concerned. Like LeBron said, and I, and, and I agree with what he said. He said, I'll be there. You know, but he said, I'll be there. But mentally, I really ain't going to. Be there, you know. I really don't even expect LeBron James to play a, a very long time in this game, you know. So um, I'm going to watch it, like you say. It's the it's the NBA All Star game. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, but it's really going to be, it's kind of doored down because of everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, now look, I hate to say I'm not looking forward to it, but. I'm not anticipating it. It's not like a. You're not excited about it. Nah, because I know what it is. I know what the, I know the product that we're going to get. Now I hope I'm wrong and I hope I'm shocked, and we get some, you know, some good a good basketball game. But it ain't gonna be no defense play. You are gonna get a game two hundred and one ninety nine. You know the three point shootout. Like no one's committed. We don't know who's in it. The dunk contest. They trying to get Zion, but Zion ain't gonna do no dunk contest. In no pandemic all-star game. For what? Like, so, don't get me wrong. I'll be watching. The sports desk will be covering it, but it just don't feel right this year. Mm-hmm. And these players need this time off. They need this time off, and they're not going to get it. They're not going to get a full-time now. They got some time off, but wow, could you imagine... March 4th, everybody gets time off all the way through March 11th because the league kicks back off that Friday night. So we're not going to get that. But hopefully we will have some great stuff to talk about, you know what I'm saying, with the All-Star game. All right, Black, let's move it along. How about the New York Knicks, man? The New York Knickerbockers are currently the fourth seed (laughs) in the Eastern Conference, my boy. Your boy Tibbs. Is out here doing his thing with some young players and an all-star this year and Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Knicks so far? Uh, it's very shocking. You know, it, but it's good to see the Knicks. It's like a, a breath of fresh air for the Knicks, you know, yeah. being the fourth seed. And I hope they continue. I hope they continue it. It'll be it'll be a real nice mix-up to see the Knicks. Like, let's see if the Knicks can build from this first half of the season and carry it into the into the second half and become a playoff team. You know, and 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 
Who's to say? Let's say they stay around the around the six, four to six range. You know, you never know what you could get there. And then Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. He was a good coach in Chicago. I really don't know how he took all uh, the Timberwolves became a playoff team under Tom Thibodeau Bulls. when he was there. The Bulls, you know, he's a he's a good coach. And then they, like you said, they got some good young pieces. Adding Derrick Rose, I think that helps them. I think that helps them. A veteran point guard, and then Julius Randle balling out this year, and then the the, the young draft pick that they got this year. Uh, I can't remember his name, man. The guy from Dayton. I can't remember his name, but he's also uh, a key piece for the uh, New York Knicks. So I like what the uh, Knicks are doing with that that yeah young core they got going on with Derrick Rose at the helm as the veteran point guard. So it's going to be exciting what the uh, Knicks do from here, and it's going to be very interesting. I'll definitely be watching them. Yeah, shout out to the Knicks. It's about time. I love watching Stephen A. Smith for first hurt, first take get giddy. Smile from ear to ear. After he dogged Tom Thibodeau and everybody else. But, you know, that's his team. So, that's what he supposed to do. But, I saw that. Like, wow, the Knicks are the fourth seed knees? <laughs> Tibbs doing it again. One of the better coaches in the league. And he's showing it again. These boys are tough. They are uh, disciplined. I watched them play a few times. And Julius Randle's having a monster year. Mm-hmm. Monster year, well-deserved Julius Renner for the All-Star game as well. So, I hope the Knicks can make the playoffs. I hope they can. Because if they're going to start their resurgence and get key players there, they have what it takes now. Mm -hmm. Good young core of players, All-Star, and you also have a head coach who knows what he's doing. They might get some free agents, man. They come to the Knicks, and the Knicks can be competing in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And as I look below, it's the Boston Celtics again. 16 and 17. Six seed in the East. Now, we're not going to talk about them, but I just got to highlight it. Miami Heat Oh, they moved up to the sixth seed Yeah, now? well, they're tied with the Heat. Oh, okay. The For Heat the is 16 seed. and 17 as well. Okay. When we just talked, you said they was the ninth seed, right? That was Friday. Okay, they was a nice seed on Friday. Yeah, you got okay. one, two, three, four, five, six. You got seven teams with one game of separation between them. Okay. So okay. that's like a happy had a few teams lose, but the Heat have won five in a row, so they're climbing. They could pass the Heat, I mean the Celtics. So we'll see, man. But Boston is just straight trash <laughs> sauce, my boy. But they got two All-Stars, though. They do. They got two All-Stars. But straight trash sauce, my boy. And I was watching the game with them against uh against Indiana, and, and it seemed like Kimball Kimball starting to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, thirty that game. Yeah. He had thirty two that game. So yeah. hopefully Kimball can keep that up and Boston make a little run. I probably expect them to get back in that five uh, that top five range. Hopefully they can get there and you know make a little noise from there. We'll see though. We'll see. We definitely will. We definitely will. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up the NBA portion of the show. We're going to get ready to uh, roll into the National Football League. We got a couple stories there that we want to touch on, man. So here we go. All right, all right. Let's stop by the National Football League for just a second. Now, Black, got some 
Got some noise out here, man. Got some noise out here coming out of Seattle. Russell Wilson. What's going on, Black? <laughs> well, last couple of weeks, Russell Wilson has been pretty vocal, man, about not get, having any input in Seattle. Uh, tired of getting uh, hit, sacked. Reports that Russell Wilson was extremely frustrated at the Super Bowl. He was there. Him and his lovely wife, Sierra, were there with Roger Goodell in the booth watching the game. And reports were Russell Westbrook was seething at the fact that Tom Brady has opportunities that he has and the connection that he has with his head coach and his organization. Russell Wilson took to the Dan Patrick show and they asked him, was he available for trade? And Russell Wilson did not deny that. He said, you have to ask the Seahawks. But last couple of days, word came out that Russell Wilson would acknowledge four teams if traded, which I found to be really stunning. The Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Raiders, and it was the Bears. And the Bears. Those were the four teams I believe he would acknowledge. And his no trade clause. And I'm going to put it like Freddie Brooks, Freddie Bricks told me the other day. Bruh, plain and simple, dog Sierra just won't out of Seattle, my boy. <laughs> Sierra just won't out of Seattle, my boy. And I hate that's what it is. But every time you listen to a talk show, the Stephen A. Smiths, the, the, the Shannon Sharps, everybody's saying the same thing. That's crazy. But, Black, what do you think about the potential? Oh, the Saints was the other team, not the Raiders. The Saints. The Saints. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, Black, what do you think? The Raiders were still in there, too. Okay. Yeah. So, Black, what do you think about this whole drama with Russell Wilson? Because throughout his career, we ain't heard a peep. Yeah, and and, and me personally, I'm not going to really believe it until he come out and really, like, say it. Say what? You know, that he want to be traded. You know, everything that they've been saying... Uh, he's been from the agents or a reporter here or a Seattle reporter there about Russell Wilson not being happy or his agent uh said that he's focused on training and on is on vacation and but we're hearing things but the main guy hasn't came out and really said I want to be traded. I think my days here in Seattle are wrapping up. He hasn't came out and said that, but. You know, it's it's rumors out there, man, that he could. Would I like to see him on the move? I think he's done everything he could do in Seattle. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl there. He got him a Super Bowl. He's been there. He got drafted there. You know, I think he's done everything he could do. He wants better opportunities. Um, I don't... (laughs) Beginning of the year, the Seattle Seahawks were one of the better offensive teams in the league. and, And then it just, it went away quickly. You know, so you we can't sit and say he don't have the weapons or the pieces in Seattle, which he does. But um, shoot, he might just want to, if 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 it is him, it could be the Sierra thing, bro. Like everybody saying, <laughs> you know, Sierra, she, she, she like being a spotlight, like somewhere where stuff ain't nothing going on in Seattle, but Seattle Seahawks football, my boy. Ain't nothing going on. <laughs> so yeah, man, if Rush, if 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 it happened, I think it'd be cool. I would like to see him. In you know New Orleans or even with the Cowboys, I would love to see him in the Cowboy uh, uniform. I think that would be, I think that would be nice if he went to the Cowboys. I really do, but you know who's to say? But uh, we'll see, man. We got free agency finna finna come up. We got the draft coming up in another uh, two months, so 
Hey, who's to say what happens in these next two months, my boy? Hopefully, we'll see a lot of things happening because it's really some unhappy people in some unhappy places. So, not happy in the places they are. So, you know, we sh- we could have a whole mix-up in the NFL uh, this offseason. Yeah, I think Russ is uh, – I, I think he's ready to go. I think Russ is starting to realize his worth as a player. Um, and he's starting to realize his voice, you know, can move mountains in his organization. Look around the league. Look at all of the better the the better quarterbacks in the league. Look what they have. Look at their say so. Look at the voice that they have. I mean, look. You could compare Russell Wilson's situation to Aaron Rodgers. You heard how Aaron Rodgers was talking at the NFC Championship game. He was talking a little loose because Aaron Rodgers don't got no say so in Green Bay. Matt Lafleur in that front office, they took Jordan Love in the first round, so he don't have no say so. And neither does Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll in that front office dismissed what Russell Wilson has to say. And maybe Russell Wilson is realizing his worth. Now, would I love to see Russell Wilson in New Orleans? Yes. That would be nice. Replacing Drew Brees? Would it look good in the Bears uniform? Probably. Cowboys uniform? Probably. Dolphins uniform? Probably. But what is this? What are we to make of this? All this chatter isn't for nothing. This stuff is coming from somewhere. And we have to wait and see, but I just thought it was fascinating that one of the better quarterbacks, one of the MVP leaders last year, until their season fell apart, is unhappy. Let's just call it what it is. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. What's going on in the National Basketball Association? What's going on? Excuse me, the National Football League. What's going on? Well, I guess we have to wait and see, but yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Freddie Briggs. Sierra trying to get to Miami, dog. Sierra trying to get to Dallas, New Orleans. She's trying to get somewhere where the the lights are bright and the city is popping, my boy. Because like you said, the only thing that's popping in Seattle is Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, my boy. That's really it. All right, black man, I got to handle my business, dog. Yeah, man. I'm uh, Yeah, man. I got to handle my business, bro. I gotta handle my business, man. And we uh, you know, I'm gonna do this, man, and we're gonna move on in the show. <sighs> now, I'm very close to turning in my papers. Mm. As a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm very close to packing up all of my Dallas Cowboy memorabilia. Cups, hats, shirts, hoodies, socks. Everything that has that star on it. I am almost ready to get rid of it. Why, D? Why? Why you want to turn on the Cowboys? Why you want to leave the Cowboys? Is it because Trevor Lawrence is coming to Jacksonville? No, that's not it. That's not it at all. I am sick and tired of Jerry and Stephen Jones when it comes to Dakota Rain Prescott. I'm sick of this. What are you going to do, Dallas? What quarterback are you going to bring in? Who are you going to get? 
You can't draft Trevor Lawrence. You're going to trade for Russell Wilson? You're going to trade for Deshaun Washington? What are you going to do? Huh? Who do you want to be the starting quarterback of the Cowboys? You mean to tell me the reason Dak Prescott has not signed a long-term deal is because you want him to be on for five years instead of four? Zeke Elliott is the idiot who signed for six years, 90 million. Six years, 90 million. Dak Prescott, people ain't stupid. But now... You want to franchise him again. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to franchise him again. And when you do that, you're going to have to pay him $200 million next year or give him $51 million for the franchise tag the next year. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to do that. (laughs) So that means Derek Prescott is going to be a what? A cowboy. No, a free agent. Oh. A free agent. You don't think they resigned that? Dak Prescott has leverage because they're going to franchise him this year coming off injury. But then he's going to be a free agent because you can't franchise sack him unless you want to pay him $51 million next year. They will not do that. It's never been done in league history. Not even close. So now Dak Prescott hits open market. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If Dak Prescott walks and is no longer a Dallas Cowboy after this season, I'm walking as well. Mm. No, dude. I will be packing it up as a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I will only be a Jacksonville Jaguar supporter. Hold on. That's breaking news. You said, <laughs> hey, hit. Hit. <laughs> I need you to say that one more time. If the Dallas Cowboys let Dakota Rain Prescott walk after this season, I am leaving with him. And I will be a permanent Jacksonville Jaguar supporter on all levels. I will no longer sing the praises of the Dallas Cowboys ever again. I will relinquish everything that I have. You will never know that I was a Cowboys fan unless you grew up with me. By God. By God, I will leave the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> because this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. And I don't know how much longer I can take this. So Jerry and Steven, I know y'all don't know little old me in Jacksonville, Florida, who's been a Cowboy fan all his life. But I will no longer be a Dallas Cowboy if you let Dakota Rain Prescott become a free agent next year. He leaves. The Dallas Cowboys. And that's really all I got to say about that. Because I am sick and tired. Sick and tired. All right, here we go. All right, man. I had to get it off my chest. I had to get it off my chest, Black. Black, you have any thoughts on me possibly leaving the Dallas Cowboys? Hey, man, I'm shocked, man, but I'm happy, man. By God. Hey, by God. Me, G. Woo! Woo! Hey, it's, it's great things finna happen in Jacksonville, my guy. So, D, I know you halfway. You, you were halfway there anyway. Yeah. Especially with the addition of that blonde head, blue-eyed angel coming from Clemson. Sunshine. Oh, sunshine. And I just want to say to the Dallas Cowboys organization, Jerry Jones, 
uh, whoever the Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones. By God, y'all are awful. Yes. Dak Prescott should have had a contract last offseason. This guy has put in the work. He's had some of the best numbers for uh for a quarterback. And he's been with y'all. He's had some of the best numbers in the league. Up top, top five numbers with top five quarterbacks. And y'all treat him this way? Disgusting. I'm thinking, okay, I'm I okay, Dak didn't hurt himself, but he's paid his dues. They're gonna, they're gonna. They're going to give him a contract. He's going to be a cowboy. But my guy next to me telling me he won't be. He probably won't be. Probably won't be. And that saddens me. Because Dak, Dak Prescott hasn't done nothing but great things as a cowboy. <sighs> D is really awful. I welcome you with open arms, my brother. Sure. All the way in. I was already welcoming you in. Sure. But this time with open arms, my boy. Yeah, I'm on my way so out. So if things don't get to where they need to be in Arlington, Texas, my boy, you're you're already here in Duval, so it makes sense. Yeah, I'm a, I'm one foot out. <laughs> I'm one foot out the door. I'm one foot out the door. So we'll see what happens. Maybe this time next year, I'll be a full blown Jacksonville Jaguar supporter on all levels. All right, man. Let's go ahead and transition out of National Football League. Let's talk a little bit of UFC. We got a little bit of WWE, and then we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> Lunch sports, man. Come on now. All right, all right, all right. Black, we got one of the biggest cars in the history of the UFC taking place this Saturday night, March 6th. Very, very, very excited for this fight card, man. I mean, this card is loaded top to bottom. But we're going to start with the three biggest fights of the night. We're going to get predictions. Right now for these three fights, Black. Here we go. Let's start off in the Bantamweight division. Peter Yan, champion. Champion Peter Yan going against the electrifying Al Jermaine Sterling, who finally gets his title shot at one, uh, I think it's 145. Finally gets his title shot at 135. No, it's 45. 145. Black, who you got in this fight? The champion Peter Yan or the challenger Al Jermaine Sterling? Well, this is the fight I had as my fight of the night. Oh, okay. uh, I believe this fight goes three rounds. I think all three rounds are exciting. Uh, I, I it's, it's a five round fight, but I think it goes three rounds. But I think every round is exciting. But and I have Ardemain Sterling winning this fight by submission, uh, real naked choke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I got Aljamain just outclassing Peter Yan. Peter Yan is very good. He's at, good. He's good. Yeah, he's but he's good. he's great in one th- at one yeah. thing. He's great in one thing, and that's his grappling. Now, he got power in his hands, but he's a good wrestler, and he's got good grappling. He got some submissions, but I think Aljamain is just better everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think he's quicker, faster, elusive. He's creative in the cage, and I'm going to go TKO second round. TKO, okay. I think Peter Yawn gets put on his back and gets his lights turned out 
for the first time by Aljamain Sterling. Okay. And Aljamain okay. Sterling uh, becomes a new champion. I really like Sterling, man. He can really I do. He can I be know, a star. I didn't know that he was under Matt Sarah and them, you know, those guys in New York. In New York. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm looking at his last couple of fights. I was looking on YouTube and he's been submitting, submitting people left and right yeah. like crazy. He's so very good. That's why I could see him submitting Peter Yon like in the third round. Yeah. Real naked choker. That's how he's been getting people. All right. Well, both of yeah. us go on Sterling for this fight. All right. Next up. The Lioness, the GOAT, the greatest of all hmm. time, Amanda Nunez, simultaneous champion still at 135 and 145 in the women's division, going against a very game Megan Anderson. Uh, Black, what are you saying with the GOAT, Amanda Nunez versus Megan Anderson? And still. And still. And still. There ain't and much still. that needs to be said. She the GOAT for a reason, my and boy. And still. You know, she got a lot of good things happening in life. New child, you know, uh, just came and... Um, <clears throat> I think she's just going to come out here and dominate uh, this young girl. I was I can't Megan even, Anderson. Megan Anderson. Don't get me wrong. She's tough. She, she looks is. good. She got knockout power she in her is. fist. Yes. You know she got some power, but I don't. I think uh, Amanda overwhelms her and uh, and gets out of there in two rounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how Amanda looks this fight. Um, I kind of feel like she didn't go hard her last fight. I, I kind of felt like she kind of chilled against Felicia Spencer in her last fight. So. I'm kind of interested to see if we get that that hunger back where Amanda was just finishing people. Because her last two fights, she's went in the distance uh, uh, in those last two fights. But Megan Anderson is going to bring the striking aspect out of Amanda Nunez. And uh, I think that'll create an interesting fight for the first couple of rounds. But I got... I got Nunez in the third round getting rid of Megan Anderson retaining. I was I was thinking about this with uh, Amanda's, but it's so hard to pick against Amanda because we know how dominant she can be. But she's been off for some time, more than a year. Yes. Yeah, she's been off more than a year, and she's really done everything you can do, just like Carter has. You know, could she be in this place where she's just happy, content, or does she really feel like she has something else to prove? Could this be a fight that she really overlooks and get upset? But I just, it's just hard to say that she's gonna get beat because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. So, but I was thinking about that aspect because she got so much good going on in her life. You know, also Connor, you know, being who he is, so much good going on, and we see him get beat by Dustin Poirier. But it's kind of the same thing with Amanda. We hadn't seen her in almost a, a well a year. After this fight, it has been a year, and then she got so much good going on. Could this be like a hiccup fight that we see her lose that uh that featherweight title? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Connor had major distractions because of his uh, out of the ring success. Mm-hmm. You know his business, and you know the Floyd Mayweather stuff, and you know his legal issues. I think Connor had a lot going on. Amanda, I hear what you're saying, and you are right. Amanda's had so much success. She's had some really good changes in her life personally. But I think down when it comes down to it, Amanda's a fighter. She's a fighter. The only time we see her is in the cage. Mm-hmm. We don't see her or hear from her no You're other right. time. So right. it'll be interesting to see. I like to see Amanda crank it up and get a finish here against Megan Anderson, okay? Because um, she's the only one who could challenge John Jones. She's it. There's no <laughs> other fighter that could challenge John Jones as the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. It's John Jones, and it's Amanda Nunes currently. Currently, in my opinion. All right. Last but not least, history could be made. The light heavyweight championship is on the line. Jan Blackowicz will defend the light heavyweight championship against the electrifying, the, the superstar studded middleweight champion of the world, Israel Stalbenda Adesanya Black. What are we looking at in this fight? And who wins? 
as my man Stylebender would say, I know you're salty. I know you're salty. <laughs> <laughs> and new light heavyweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya. I think he gets this fight done in three rounds. I think I think I think Blackowitz would be game. Styles Stylebender is is moving up. I think it it'll be some stuff he'll have to adjust to. I think this uh, fight goes three round, but I think uh, Israel Adesanya, Adesanya will outclass him and get a stop TKO to uh, win the light heavyweight strap. Yeah, I'm with you. And new. I believe we will have a new light heavyweight champion of the world, but I think he gets him out of here in the first round. Um, Blackowitz will be game early. When I say early, I'm talking like the first minute of the fight. But Israel is unique and you can't prepare for unique. You can throw punches. You can grapple. You can, you can run laps and get in shape. You can get your conditioning up, but you can't compare to the style of style bender. We seen it with, uh, Acosta. I hyped that fight up as the greatest middleweight championship fight that I thought I was going to ever see because of the monster that Acosta was. But bro, he folded this man up. <laughs> the man ain't sweat. No blood. No nothing. <laughs> and Blackowitz is big. And he's powerful. But he's slow. He's slow. <laughs> but he's slow. Yeah. And I got to thank Israel as smart as he is in the cage. See, this is what makes great fighters great. This is why GSP, John Jones... Uh, um, these are why these type of guys were so great for so long because they have IQ in the cage. They use their brains in the cage. They're not just out there using their physical. They use their mind. And Israel always uses his mind in these fights. Even when he had that brawl with Kevin, uh, with, uh, with Gaslam. Mm -hmm. Like you see the adjustments that he made late in that fight to get that interim title. Robert Whitaker was cruising through dudes. Never been stopped. Israel TKO'd him. Paula Acosta TKO. He's getting better and better. And I just think Blackwood is in the wrong place, in the wrong time, and the wrong champion at the wrong hour. He giving it over. Israel Adesanya, new light heavyweight champion of the world. Fifth time we will see, maybe we'll see, a, unit, uh, a champion holding two titles simultaneously. He'll be the fifth one and the first ever to hold the middleweight and light heavyweight crowns. But Black, if Adesanya gets this done, where does this catapult him? Where does it catapult him? Because we've seen when DC won the heavyweight and the light heavyweight championship, how that catapulted DC to another level. Mm -hmm. Of course, we've seen what it did with McGregor, what it did with Amanda Nunes. Uh, Henry Cejudo didn't really receive a lot of the benefits because he retired. Cejudo retired, and we really didn't get to see him. So... What what does this do for Adesanya, man? I really think it catapults him, but I think my thing is going to be with him is will he will he uh, defend both? Will we see him defend both? Well, you know, will it really be hard? Because I seen I noticed something when I was watching Countdown for for uh, two fifty nine. They said Israel Adesanya is already basically a two hundred five er. You know, at light heavyweight, he walks around at two hundred five. He cuts weight to go. To go 85. down to, to go to 85. So I could <clears throat> I could potentially see him, you know, defending both of these belts just like Amanda Nunes. And we call Amanda Nunes the GOAT. 
for the women. You know, she's a go ahead, and you could potentially put her up there in the UFC. Period as you one can? of the goals. Yeah. I think it really catapults him. But if he was to be able to defend these belts, uh, defend these belts multiple times, I think you got to put him up there in the conversation as one of the best in the UFC. In the UFC of all time. Um. Oh man, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be hard to give give him all time because John Jones, <laughs> John Jones, man, I think he would have to fight John Jones to get. A chance that's the all-time great. Why? Or be the John Jones. Why? Because John Jones is basically one of the all-time greats. He's you the know, goat. If, and if he's the goat. And if he wins this heavyweight strap, <laughs> I think it's if he win if he wins this heavyweight strap in dominant fashion over whoever the champ is going to be, I think John Jones is going to be in the atmosphere by himself. Why? For, for now. Why? You know, because we haven't seen someone come from 205 and win the heavyweight strike. Well, uh, Daniel Cormier, did, Daniel Cormier it. did it, but John Jones has never lost. Okay. He's never he's never been beaten. He's on, <laughs> the only time that John Jones has even been, you had thought that he was something could be wrong in the fight. He made adjustments and won that fight against Gustafson. You know, uh, Gustafson, but we see what he did to Gustafson. The next time around, stopped mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my eyes, John Jones is the goat anyway. I, I really don't, I really don't know if Israel Adesanya could be the or have goat status if he don't defend both of these belts uh, multiple times. All right, well, let me give you something to think about. Why didn't John Jones take the bait to be a simultaneous champion at light heavyweight when he had opportunity? Um, no, I'm not done. I'm just starting. I'm okay. just starting. Why didn't John Jones take that opportunity when given to him to do that? That's a big deal, right? That's a big deal. If you can hold two championships at one time, that's a feather in your cap that mo- I would want that. I would yeah, want that feather in my cap. But I don't think it was him, man. He was he was dealing with a lot. A he had lot opportunity. Was going on. He, he had opportunity. All fighters. But I don't. I don't I'm not going to say John Jones was the reason he didn't get the uh, opportunity. Yeah, fights presented to him for the championship for heavyweight. For heavyweight, and okay. he did not move up. Okay? I don't know, D. Two losses that John Jones should have on his record. I believe Dominic Reyes beat John Jones when they fought for the championship. And I believe Alexander Gustafson definitely beat John Jones for the title. Mm-hmm. That's arguably two losses. How many losses could we argue Israel Desanya should have? At 20 and 0 in the UFC, middleweight champion who cleaned out his division in a shorter frame time frame than John Jones. And if you want to keep it real, Israel Desanya cleared out the middleweight division with champions in their prime. John Jones didn't do that. You want he me to did. go down the list? Rampage Jackson. Shot Evans. Leota Machida. Where were they in their careers? Were they in their prime? No, they weren't in their prime. Were they as dangerous as we've ever seen them? Did John no. Jones face Leola Machida that destroyed with Shot Evans for the light boy no, championship? No. Of course he didn't. Did he defeat Rampage Jackson who knocked out Forrest Griffin and had that boy snoring inside that cage? <laughs> did he fight him? No, he didn't. He didn't. He fought Vito Belfort. <laughs> 50 years old at the time but he fought the up and coming best the contenders beat them all he did beat them all he did Daniel Cormier what three what twice twice yeah yeah for twice. sure and stopped him for you sure you know and that's a uh, a champ who's defended I give him multiple that. times but I'm looking at Adesanya and he ran through him in their prime and now he's going up against another prime champion. Because Black was in his prime. Mm-hmm. And if he wins, in my opinion... He's a GOAT? 
He's up there. Oh man. He's up there. But he's not the GOAT though. He's in the conversation with John okay. Jones. With John Jones. Absolutely. Mm. I believe he moves to the table of GOAT conversation. Because well, be like he's in the driver's season. It won't be like that for long. Why you say that? Because when John wins this heavyweight strap, it's gonna change. I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. I don't think so. All right. Okay. I don't think so because why? John Jones would have had two championships in two different divisions. Israel Latane would have had. And, 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 and I'm not even finna put out the equation that John Jones somewhat moves back down and they end up fighting at some point in time. I don't think that's we gonna could, happen. We could see it. I don't think we so. know they hate each other guts. Well, Israel would have to move the heavyweight and he won't be able to. And the reason I say that because we've seen the videos of John Jones. <laughs> John Jones ain't going back to 205, bro. Did you see that video? Uh, yeah, I saw it. You That's a big me. man. Yeah. That's a big man. But if, like you said, and you and you said this, you was like, if he was to go to heavyweight, which he gets whoever wins this shot, He's he, had, title he shot. got some title shot. It. And you said, we know that he could potentially beat... Uh, Steel, 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 Steel But if he get in here against a heavy hitter... In Ganu. In a Ganu, and beats him handily... Yeah. What You're is right. what, what 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 this man has this You're man right. has never been beat. You're right. He's cleared out of he cleared out of division, maybe not faster, but multiple times over. Multiple times over. It's not many people that could say that. Okay. And then if he goes to heavyweight up there where it's really hard, it's really it's really rough, it's really it's really difficult. Sometimes it is Daniel Cormier, shout out to him for doing it. But if he goes up there and beat one of the top guys in Aganu, if he's the champ, and beats him handily, it's going to be hard to to not call him the GOAT to say somebody else could be the GOAT over him, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. So this Saturday night, UFC 259, Adesanya versus Blackowitch, Light Heavyweight Championship, Nunez versus uh, Spencer, and then Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling. We will be watching... This exciting event that the UFC will be putting on. All right, man. We're going to get into a little bit of WWE. And then we... We got to talk about John Jones, man. We got to talk about the video and how he looking. You said we were going to talk about that. We just that. did. Huh? We just did. Oh, okay. No, you said you had a you had a take on it. I want to know what your take was. About oh, what we I mean, seen in the video. Okay. Yeah, you said you had a take on it. I don't know what it was. I want to hear it, though. From what you seen in this video with him. And him saying that he's out of shape. And wait till he get in shape. You know, it's <laughs> I, I, I I thought I would never see John Jones this big, in my opinion. It's it's shocking to me, very shocking. So this put my mind in a whole different place about whoever the champion is seeing him at this size. Yes, and that is my point. Okay, okay. I couldn't envision John as a heavyweight because we've seen him in a light heavyweight stature for so long. His whole career. So no one ever took into consideration what he could possibly look like as a heavyweight. And as soon as I seen that video, I said, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> he is massive. And not only is he massive in that video, he was moving like he was still at 205. John six foot five, bro. He could be possibly getting in the case six foot five, 260. Mm. Moving like that. And packing the punch. And my mind went straight to Francis Ngannou. Ngannou is a killer in his left and his right hand. But that boy can't move like John. <laughs> John gonna get this belt, bro. 
I, Stipe ain't big enough. He now, Stipe can move. He's a boxer. He got good kicks. We seen the fight with him and Corman. That second fight was just beautiful. Beautiful. But Third he, fight too. But he ain't he ain't big enough. I don't think to face John. Yeah. I think and the way John was, bruh. John just put it put, put putting people on notice. Bruh, that video was scary. And, and it's crazy that the day the poster come out, he posted that video. Bro. Just to let people know where I'm at. Like, and Gano is a monster, bro. I don't know what John been doing. John been sitting down eating good. Yo, for sure. <laughs> John is a monster, bro. And Francis then, Ngannou is a monster, bro. And my thing is, just like you Dang. said, to see him moving that way, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not in shape. And I'm like, you ain't in shape? Bro. Like, what is going to be when you get in shape? Bro. That was scary looking, boy. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, man. I can't wait to this summer. Whenever this fight gonna happen, I hope it's. I like. Could we, we potentially be looking at if he wins this belt? When he wins this belt, I'm gonna say it. When he wins this belt, could we be looking at him clearing out the heavyweight? It's never the heavyweight division has never been cleared out. It, it's never been cleared out. Well, Steve from, Pace, from my knowledge. Well, Steve Pace cleared cleared out the contenders, he, all the contenders. He's cleared them out because he's already beaten Ngannou. He's he beat Cormier. He beat Cormier. He, he beat uh, uh, the Black Beast. Uh, he beat um, he beat Ferdinand. He was a champion, but he beat somebody else too. Well, no, he didn't beat Black Dose. Beast. Cormier beat Black Beast. He didn't fight. He oh, didn't that's fight right. Black that was Beast. Cormier. That was beat, Cormier. Yeah, he beat Dos Santos. Like he he only got one heavyweight loss. Yeah, and that's the right. DC. But would you say he cleared it out? Yeah, though? he cleared out all the contenders. Okay. And he's the second ever champion, heavyweight champion, to win the belt twice. Cain Velasquez was the first. So Stipe's done some damage. He has. He has. But it'll be great to see John if he wins the title, which <laughs> by the looks of it, he's gonna be doing that sometime this year. I would love to see him go on a heavyweight run and face guys like Derek Lewis and um, you know all the other guys, uh, uh, Rosen Strike, well, who lost last night, but these guys are, they're out here waiting for John. But I love Stipe, but I want to see John and Francis. I, I want to see John and Ngannou. Yeah, but like you say, it's not really much there at heavyweight. It's like it's Stipe. We know John coming. It's it's deep. It's it's Stipe, uh, Ngannou, Black Beast. We're getting that big win that he got over. Yeah, you got Rosen Strike. Rosen Strike, he just lost to this undefeated guy. I don't know who, yeah. who he is. But it's like it's not a it's not a whole lot there. It's only like the top guys that you really want to see. Yeah, it's some competition, you know, but it's some competition. It's I don't think it'd be difficult for him if he was to win the strike, win the win the strap, and defend that belt, you know, multiple times and be like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I'm interested to see what happened with John, man, and heavyweight. I'm excited, man. Like to see that video you sent it to me. I was like, oh my God. Same, bro. And and I'm sitting here thinking, nah, and I said he could go back to 205. Ain't no way. You right, D. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way he finna lose all that weight to go back to 205. Ain't no way, bro. Because he probably, he looking like he probably about 250 right now. 240, 250. That dude was big. <laughs> that dude was big. So, yeah, man, it's, it's UFC finna be real exciting with these. I see what Dane and them doing, man. They putting some stuff together. This is going to be very exciting to see. Yeah, we definitely going to see soon. Definitely going to see soon. All right, man, we're going to close out with some WWE. We're going to get out of here.
WrestleMania season is upon us, my boy. And we had the EST Bianca Belair call her challenger to the carpet. We're going to get the match that we wanted. We're going to get Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania Black. What are your thoughts on Belair and Banks heading into Mania, man? Uh, it's only right, man. It's only right for it to be Banks versus... uh. Bianca Belair, man. I'm a big fan of Bianca, man. I I got the opportunity to look at her uh documentary over the uh over the weekend, man. Pretty and it's, it's 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 pretty good. All her struggles with depression and yep. everything, man. And it was really good. But man, she's she's very in a, she's entertaining. She's you great. know, coming from uh NXT, very entertaining now. You see you usually see some people come from NXT and then they, they go back. Yeah. Because they really don't have that, you know, ready. that pop or weren't ready. But this girl is ready. She has she has pop. Like it's going to be exciting. I think I really think her and Bianca are going to put on a a good show at WrestleMania. So I'm <clears throat> I'm very excited for that match. I'm excited. When she won the Rumble, I saw the writing on the wall. You got to have Banks. You got to have Belair. We can't put Belair in there with Oscar. That's just horrible. Disgusting. Who's she fighting in WrestleMania? I don't know, but they need to get it off of her. <laughs> No disrespect, respectfully. But look, Bianca Belair is next. And when I say next, she ain't next for just the women's division. She's next in wrestling. She is motivating a whole generation of, of young girls around the world. And she's entertaining. I love watching her. I love it. And it's perfect for her and Sasha because I love Sasha. Like, Sasha is great as well. To me... Next to Sasha versus Charlotte and the runs they had, because I love Becky Lynch. I do. But Becky ain't as talented as a performer as Flair and Banks as far as athleticism. Becky is a grinder. She go, she shows heart. Like, she just does what she needs to do to win. But people like uh, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks... They're otherworldly talented. Mm -hmm. And you can see it every time they're in the ring. And I just know this is going to be a classic with Sasha and Bianca. And I'm looking forward to seeing this. I wish they would headline this show. But I know Edge and Roman will headline. And rightfully so because Roman is incredible. He is the biggest draw in WWE right now. He's doing a fantastic job. In his heel role. I mean, I'm stunned at how well he's doing. Mm -hmm. But with the storyline mixed with Edge, of course, that's going to be the main event. But very, very, very looking forward to Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's title at WrestleMania, which will be happening in April. All right, Black, what's going on with the WWE Championship, man? What's going on with it? We had the Miz cash in on McIntyre. He's your champion. He hired Bobby Lashley to do McIntyre in. Obviously, it looks like, well, not looks like, Miz told Lashley, if I get the belt, you'll get the first title shot. Miz reneged, and now we're getting Bobby Lashley and the Miz from Shane McMahon this Monday night on Raw for the title. Black, does Bobby Lashley get his chance to be champion on Monday he, he night? He has a good chance. 
He has a good chance. Okay. He has a good Do chance. Do you want to see it? Do you um, want to see it? The reason why I do want to see it is because I think it could be a good storyline with him and Drew McIntyre, with him stabbing Drew McIntyre and causing him to lose the belt going into WrestleMania. That's the reason why I agree. I would have never been able to see Bobby Lasley with the belt around his waist, but I think we, we could get that Monday night, and I'm going to be tuned in. You know, and, and, yeah. and, and it's something you said. You was like, you got to realize the Miz is exciting. He's one of the... He's one of the more exciting guys in WWE. He has a TV show. He's like he's doing multiple things in WWE, you know, and he's a very exciting wrestler. So, um, but I just don't see them keep keeping that belt on Miz for for Drew McIntyre. They're going to get the Drew belt back to Drew McIntyre some type of way, you know, because that's the that's the best thing they got popping at, on Raw right now. So it has to be a good storyline, and I think you have the better storyline with him and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you're right. But I've really been asking myself, do I want to see this? Do I want to see Lashley get opportunity to be champion? And the answer is yes. Bobby's paid his dues. And I've been the biggest critic of Lashley's career in the past, probably two to three years. Trash Bobby Lashley. Yes, I called him Trash Bobby Lashley. The WWE was putting him in spots that was disgusting. But this Hurt Business stable is great. He fits that. I love what he's doing. They put United States Championship on him. He's beating guys to hell. He's just doing a very good job in his role. And he's been with this company 15 years and has never received a one-on-one shot at the WWE Championship. But this is what makes me think he won't win, Black. The title match is on Monday Night Raw. So Monday Night Raw, how many world champions get crowned on Monday Night Raw? It's been a long time. Not many. Yeah, not many. Not many. Yeah. But Fastlane, the pay-per-view was March 21st, and this is the last stop before WrestleMania. So Raw got me confused, because what do you do for Drew McIntyre? And where is he? Did they, did the beating that Lashley gave Drew was so hellacious that they took him off TV to kind of build some suspense? Does Lashley beat Miz, and then Drew returns, and now we got the challenge for what? You got Fastlane on the 21st. You got to build something up until that pay-per-view Because do you let McIntyre get the belt back at Fastlane? Or do you let him build up, build up, build up and have a moment at WrestleMania? It's kind of tricky what's going on. But, but, I would like to see Lashley win, but I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think they're going to build up something going into Fastlane, and we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens there. All right, man, so that's pretty much it, man. It's going to wrap up our show, man, as we talked and covered a lot. Shout out Freddie Briggs, Chief Rocker. Uh, we called him early to get some input on Peter Berg versus uh, Percy Harvin. Great conversation. We're going to continue that further, uh, like we said at the beginning of the show. We're going, to some, we're going to get into some other news, and we are going to get out of here. Now, Black, last night, probably the, not probably, the pound-for-pound pound best boxer alive, in my opinion, Canelo Saru Arabes. Saul. Saul. <laughs> Black, why he beat that man the way he did, bro? Man. I don't even. Look, I ain't even. Look, you can see in my notes, I put Canelo Crusher's dog. <laughs> I don't even got bro name. I put Canelo I don't Crusher's even know dog. Name. I don't even know his name. Bro, what was that, bro? What was that? The sparring session, my boy. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> 
That's bad. Canelo whooped this boy, man. Whooped him. And retained his championship. But Black, what Canelo got next? Uh, May 8th. May 8th. We get a unification fight for Saul. Saul. Against Billy Joe, undefeated, 30-0, Billy Joe Saunders. Okay, undefeated. Undefeated, so this is going to be an exciting one. Cinco de Mayo weekend. My birthday. Saul. <laughs> Saul will be in a unification fight for the super, middle, super middleweight championship of the rural. This is going to be a good fight. I don't think it lasts long. I think Saul show Canelo shows why he's pound for pound best fighter in the rural. Yeah, he beat this dude named Avani Yerdeman last night. Uh, a three-round fight. Well, the fight went three rounds, and yeah, the rest was history. Canelo Alvarez sitting at 55-1 and one for his career with his lone and only loss to Floyd Money Mayweather. But yeah, Billy Joe Sanders, Saul, Canelo Alvarez, unification fight. For the WBO Superweight Middleweight title, single to Mayo, May 8th. Big Canelo fans here. Look forward to seeing him on that fight. And All right. La- and the last time we see him fight somebody from Britain, it didn't end too well, my boy. And it's not going to end this well for this guy. <laughs> so can't wait to talk about that here on the sports desk. All right, my boy. Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury. Oh, about yeah. almost done. This almost is what we done. wanted. Yeah, this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted. So, and you said they're looking for what? They're looking for a venue and uh, they still. Uh, Waiting for uh, contracts to be signed. They said venue and contracts to be signed on both parts. I think it's they're getting the money right, and yeah. it's gonna get signed. Can't can't yeah. wait. And venue. hope we get that. Yeah, but this fight, as big as this fight is, you got to put this in Vegas, man. You have to a big stage. You know, just a big stage. I'm looking at the fight last night down in Miami. Man, it was great to see the, the performance Canelo put on with Jay Bevel. But that's I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah. Jay Bevel. Like it, 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 it was nice to see fans back in the boxing arena. Yep. And that's what we got last night. And I think. You know, this fight needs to be in Vegas with with fans. You know, boxing needs fans. Like it's it's not exciting not having fans there when when you got big fights going on. But you definitely got have to have Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. You know, with fans there in Vegas. Like they say, this is this is the biggest fight you can get this, can get yeah. this year. Yeah. The heavyweight division has been all over the place for years. Yeah. You need one champion, one face, and this is the fight uh, that that's going to do that. Looking forward to it, man. Hope they get this done soon. All right, a couple more notes before we get out of here. The Big Show, man, leaving WWE for AEW. Dang. What a shocker, man. I, I saw that, and I was like, wow, what's up with that? Like, Big Show was one of the most loyalists to the WWE. I did a little research, and apparently, Big Show wanted a bigger role backstage. He, want, he, did, he wanted to keep wrestling in the ring, and Vince McMahon was like, you know, we pulling you out the ring. You know, we pulling you out the ring, and I can see why, but Big Show said he wasn't done. And as a result of that, Vince granted him his release. Mm. And he went and signed with AEW and looked like he's going to be premiering on AEW uh, sometime this week. But a big shocker. And a couple people took some shots at the big show like Mick Foley. Oh, man. Mick Foley went to Twitter and X'd out Big Show's face from, like, a lot of the posters that they were in together. So some bad blood, some bitter stuff right there with – uh, Paul White, will, what he'll be known on AEW leaving, man. So, you know, kind of crazy. All right. Uh, Renee Montgomery, shout out to her, man, uh, for the Atlanta Dream. Bought her own team. Now, we all know the foolishness that was going on with the councilwoman there who uh, did support Black Lives Matter and had some real negative things to say 
uh, during uh, the uprising, so to speak, or in the nation last year. Um, she was forced to sell the team, and she sold the team to uh, Renee Montgomery. Uh, and I just think that's incredible. Yeah, it is. She's a part that's of the ownership deal. group, but she is the face of that ownership group. So shout out Renee Montgomery of the WNBA man buying the Atlanta Dream, man. That was real big moves, all right. Uh, Bam Adebayo gets his first big major deal, man. He's going to be signing with Jordan Brand. Shout out to Bam, he earned it, man. Got a big contract from the Heat this past summer. Getting a big uh, brand with uh, getting a deal with Jordan Brand. I watched a YouTube clip of Bam Adebayo discussing. Uh, how excited he is to work with Jordan Brand. It was really dope. Y'all should go check that out. Just go to uh, the Jumpman page on YouTube. And real good story from Bam out about you. He really come from some humble beginnings, man. And really happy for Bam. And uh, <laughs> Black, Antonio Tarver, Frank Mir, fighting on the Ben Askren, Logan Paul card my boy this is the co-main this is the co-main event black where are you at with this foolishness man this is horrible man frank mir and antonio tarver my boy we hadn't seen these guys in a thousand years my boy all of a sudden they're coming out the woodworks man and want want to fight tony tony otava's going to be out of shape frank mir is going to be out of shape this is this might be embarrassing this might be worse than uh, Askren trying to fight Jake Paul, my boy. On the same card. On the same card. But I'm excited about the commentary for this because this is going to be something to watch. Who's on With it? Snoop Dogg. He's and, on it? Yeah, it's Triller's doing this. But Triller's, he's on the yeah, commentary? He's on, yeah, he's on the commentary for okay. Triller when they do boxing, okay. you know. So it's going to be exciting to see what they do with this, the commentary. But these fights are outrageous. I mean outrageous, but people are going to tune into this. Outrageous stuff that they're doing. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Baron Tarver. <laughs> so and you think it could be something there? No, just for pure comedy. <laughs> so I'm gonna watch Baron Tarver, and then I guess I'm gonna have to be forced to watch Ben Askren get the brakes beat off him by Jake Paul in the boxing match. So we'll see, man. But yeah, man, this is this is just one word all around. You know what the word is for this? Nasty. <laughs> this is nasty, bro. All right, man. And last but not least, man, we had some real craziness that took place in the world. Uh, Tiger Woods had a significant, serious, serious accident, man. He drove off the side of a, a, a hill, flipped his car multiple times, suffered open fractures in his legs. And if you don't know what open fractures is, that means the bones came through the skin and the skin was opened up. Mm. Tiger had to go right into surgery to repair his ankle and I believe his shin and some foot issues, and, you know, Tigers was in bad shape, but luckily the man is still alive. His children still have their father. Um, heart just goes out to Tiger Woods and really hope he can bounce back to normalcy in his life. I could care less about what he does if he ever gets back to golf because it don't matter. We talk about a life here. And those images are scary, man. They're freaky, and it's just it's just amazing that he survived that. So, you know, all the police say no bad foul play was involved, no drugs, no alcohol, you know, Tiger's history. Um, so we hope that remains to be true, but, um, uh, tough, tough images to see yeah, man. what happened to one of the great, uh, figures, uh, in this world. So Black, what are your thoughts on Tiger, man? Yeah, man. Um, just prayers, prayers with him and his family, man. Looking at that, uh, car accident, it, it looks like he ran off the road and went down, you know, the hill mountains or he, you know, whatever it was, man. And, and the vehicle was just, just shredded, man. It just looked awful. And, um. It was just it was just disgusting to me too how 
Golf just made him seem like he just gone today. Like, yeah, makes like he y'all, did. y'all need to be shame of yourself for that. Tiger Woods is still look. here. Not He's still look. here. He's still alive. You know, everyone. I know. I know y'all doing that out of respect, but the man is still alive. Everyone wearing the red shirts. Cool. I, pr- I, I hope it was just a respect thing, but making it seem like he's passed away. No, he's still here with us. And like you said, D, if he never plays golf again, you know, it's about you know him being here on earth with his family. Tiger Wood has left us with some great moments in history in golf. He's done his part in golf and will go down in history as one of the best to ever do it. But, you know, prayers up to him and his family, man. Hope he has a speedy recovery, man, and, you know, get back to some normalcy, you know, in his life. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's kind of weird hearing the commentary and stuff. And I get it. The red shirt showing love for Tiger. I've seen people writing Tiger on their golf balls. I get all that. But every time you hear somebody talk about it, like, the man passed away. Mm-hmm. Like, man, y'all, let's, let's kind of do better, man. Let's kind of do better, man. So, like we said, man, positive energy, positive vibe, prayers to Tiger Woods and his family. We hope you make a full 1,000% covery, my guy. That being said, man, we're going to get out of here, man. So, it's your boy one more time, Digital L. Hicks Jr., uh, episode 104 of the Sports Desk. Thank you for listening to me and Black do our thing. Catch me on Twitter at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Uh, Instagram as well. Hit me up. Let's talk some sports. Appreciate all the love. Yeah, and it's your man Black. Y'all can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. Y'all be safe out there. Take care of yourselves, man. And me and Black will be back very, very shortly. Very, very shortly with another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. And it's reduced lunch sponsor. Come on now.